In your corner with Core Physical Therapy, my name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care, and you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast, so let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. Thank you very much for joining. And remember to go out to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about good health or just want to try to find a Cora Physical Therapy location, go out to Cora Physical Therapy. They're treating everyone right. At Cora, everyone's welcome, everyone is respected, and everyone is supported to achieve success. All right, great conversation. I am absolutely geeking on this one. We've got uh, Dr. Rick, absolutely, and we have our guest, Myron. How do you say your last name so I don't butcher it? Guyton. Guyton. Thank you very much. Welcome. How are you doing? Man, I am doing well. Yourself? (laughs) I can't complain. I'm talking to you. I always talk to Dr. Rick, but I'm talking to you, which is pretty doggone good. All right. Before we get going, um, Myron, please give us give the listeners a little background on who you are, and then I'm going to hand it on over to uh, Dr. Rick, and he's going to pepper you with really difficult questions. Well, man, <laughs> my background, who, who am I? Ah, well, I'm the youngest of nine kids, seven boys, two girls, man. Uh, but I'm a former New York Giant, New England Patriots uh, NFL player, um, played in the league for seven years, won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. In 1990, my second year in the league, um, was lucky enough to play with some of the best players defensively, Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, uh, Pepper Johnson, Leonard Marshall. I mean, you know, when I was in the league, we were ranked one or two uh, my first two seasons in the league. So it was awesome, especially going to New York. I was drafted in the eighth round, which today there's, there's only seven rounds. So I wouldn't even be drafted today. Uh, no way. I, uh, I, I didn't weird. know that. Uh, you know, uh, started as a rookie. I uh, was only the second player ever to start as a rookie under Bill Parcells. Uh, the first player was Lawrence Taylor. Uh, wow. Rookie year, led the team in tackles as a strong safety. I was so good as a strong safety. Guess what? They moved me to free safety my second year. <laughs> Dr. Rick and I were having this conversation beforehand going, oh, what, 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 oh, what's the difference between strong safety and free safety? Well, look at that. I saw it. It's right there. A lot of tackles. A lot of tackles. Strong <laughs> safety can make a lot of tackles. Free safety, you don't make as many tackles, you know. And when you miss a tackle, you, you know, you, people know when you miss a tackle, free safety. You know, but uh, left uh, the NFL, went on to, to start Burger King franchises, had seven franchises in Atlanta, Georgia. Did that for about 15 years, uh, retired from that in 2006, decided to come back to South Georgia, where I'm originally from, to take care of my uh, 97-year-old mom, and been here for the last 11 years, you know. Uh, so I do stuff on uh, the board of the Boys and Girls Club, um, heavily into drag racing, something that I started, actually, while I was in the league, my, my brother kind of introduced me to it, and uh, did some racing circle track with Joe Gibbs. Um, I have a good relationship with Joe still today. Um, and just enjoying life, man, you know. Uh, and your you mother's know. a saint. She has <laughs> to be a saint. Well, uh, my mom actually, uh, she passed away last week. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, 94 so years old. Though. So don't, don't feel sad for my mom. I'll tell you what my mom said. You know, hey, don't feel sad for me. You know, she 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 always say, hey, I lived a long, healthy life, done much more than I ever thought I would be able to do. Oh, and man, I mean, you know, uh, I'm telling you, you know, my mom's a, a devoted Christian, and 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 don't believe it, don't feel sad for her. I mean, she always say that, you know, hey, I passed, don't feel sad for me. Uh, I learned Amazing. a lot from mom, you know, and blessed that I got a chance to spend those last, you know. 10, 12 years, you know, living with her. So uh, it's been great. I mean, I, I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed her and learned a lot. Learned a lot. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, Dr. Rick, it's up to you right now. Take it. 
Take the ball and run with it. Like a like like you've intercepted your free safety. Yeah, so I can knock him out. That's right. Yeah, no, no, no. Not like a wide receiver. Not like intercepting. He'd be on my side of the ball. No, he got to do it like he's a wide receiver. So I get a chance to hit it. (laughs) Yeah. No, no pick six for me. Yeah. So Myron, first of all, I want to thank you. We chatted the other day. It was great. And uh this this just very, very special. So before we get started, you kind of kind of touch on a little bit, but Tell us, number one, where you went to high school, where you went to college, and you already said you played for, for the Giants, played for the Patriots, but kind of walk us through that whole process a little bit. High school, going to college, and then um, going into the pros. i got a pretty interesting story here. I actually I played high school ball here at Thomas County Central High School. Uh, it's a big football powerhouse. I mean, we've always been ranked nationally. Um, this is football, uh, football town. I mean, on Friday nights, I always say, you're going to rob a bank, do it on Friday nights, because that's where everybody's at football game. Nobody's worried about a bank. Um, uh, in high school, we weren't very good in high school. You know, my four years in high school was two and eight, four and six, four and six, and six and four. But listen to this. On that same team, on the defense, three guys from the same defense, myself, Jesse Small, and a guy by the name of Danny Copeland, all went to Eastern Kentucky University. We all played in college together, and all three of us played in the NFL together. And the NFL did a big story on that. What are the chances of three high school friends all making it to the NFL in the same division? And two of us won Super Bowls, you know, uh, and our quarterback – was a Heisman Trophy winner for Florida State University, Char- Charlie Ward. Charlie. You know, uh, but again, we didn't beat anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's because we played in, in region. Man, was packed. We played with about Austin, Mounds, and Tifton. So you know, I come from this is football country. When I say football country, I literally mean. I mean, this is. I mean, we got players stacked. I mean, you know, they ask. You know, is it in the water? I don't know, but man, that's just what we do. You know, we love our sports. We love football. Uh, leaving high school, went on to East Kentucky University, um, started there as a, as a freshman. Um, some of the best coaches in my career at East Kentucky, uh, very disciplined. Um, the guys believe in fundamentals. And, and well, for me, it was great because I'm a very detailed person. You know, some people say I'm a perfectionist. And I like things done the right way. Uh, I'm, I believe that perfect practice makes perfect. You know, not practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. You know, if you don't do it right in practice, then why should I expect you to do it right in the game? Uh, and that's kind of the philosophy these guys had at East Kentucky University. I mean, and all they did was win at East Kentucky University. I mean, we won the, um, three years in a row. We won the conference there. Uh, right before I got there, they won the national championship twice. Uh, we're in semifinals for the national championship uh, three times while I was there. Uh, we put eight guys on my senior team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, we were ranked up there with Alabama for the amount of players that put into the NFL. Um, and I left East Kentucky. I was drafted by the New York Giants, uh, like I said, before in the eighth round. Um, Belichick personally came, worked me out himself. Um, he was my defense coordinator with the Giants. Uh, I started as a, as a rookie. And I must say, Belichick, I remember, uh, I used to have to report in at, at 6.30 every morning. With the Giants, everybody else came at 8 o'clock. Uh, I'm what they call a signal caller. I was a safety. I'm the one that made the, the calls on defense. It's kind of like the quarterback on defense. So Belichick would have me come in every morning at 6.30, and we would study film, study film, study film. And I think that is what started the habits on what it took to be a successful um, National Football League player. You know, it, everybody can run. Everybody can hit. Everybody can jump. But not everybody can think. And Belichick, if you even watch him today with the Patriots, you know, his philosophy is, you know, you don't make mistakes. You know, do your job. And and and, and that was the key thing that I learned from him. And even when I went to the Patriots, Belichick wasn't with the Patriots when I went to the Patriots. Parcell was there. You know, I always tell guys, I said, I told my agent, I played five years with the Giants, and I, you know, my contract was up. And, you know, he was like, hey, you know, uh, what team should I talk to? I was like, anybody but the Patriots, you know, I would go anywhere. But I mean, back then, you know, the Patriots weren't, you know, the powerhouse that they are today. They didn't have that stadium. 
I mean, the worst stadium I ever played in was New England Patriots State. It's like, I mean, I played in better high school stadiums. I'm telling you, it was awful, man. I mean, I'm serious. I tell people, I went there, man, and, and I remember when I first got there, uh, they gave me my, my equipment. They gave me a used jock strap. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, a used, really? A used jock strap? I'm like, man, what kind of organization is this? You know, but things were tight with the Patriots, man, you know. And I remember we, we, we won my first year that we made the playoffs. Now the first time they had made the playoffs since, since 85, you know, and I think when that's when they went to Super Bowl and got blown out by Chicago, right. um, you know, so we were trying to instill just new habits there, you know, to get these guys, you know, used to winning, you know, when you're not used to winning, you know, you're used to losing for so long, you know, it's a mentality that you, you have to work with, you have to change that mentality. And that's kind of what Parcells did with bringing us in. He brought all the guys, Giants, you know, those playoff years there. And like I said, after I retired there, man, I went into Burger King, same philosophy in my rest of us, you know, same structure. Uh, you know, you work hard, you're disciplined, and, uh, you do things the right way. And and so, you know, it's really interesting. Give, a, give us a little perspective between, I mean, this is a little off topic here, but Bill Belichick versus Bill Parcells. What what kind of kind of give us the, the yin-yang there? <laughs> Well, first of all, uh, Parcel is—he's—he's he's a, a mental freak. You know, he—he he, he loves to, to know what makes a player tick. Um, I remember my, my rookie season um, training camp. He sticks me in there, and he always used to make these jokes. You know, my guy, this is not Eastern Kentucky or, or, or Northwest School of the Blind or whatever that little ass school you went to. You know, hey son, this is the NFL. You got to get here, son. This big time ball. What's the name of that little school you went to, son? And, man, he would just talk about my school and me, you know, you know, you sure you can play in this league, son? You know, let's get out here. And so what he does is he put me against the best wide receiver that they have. At the time, it was Stephen Baker. This guy was so flexible. And I got beat, you know. And what he did was he stepped me right back in that situation. And I started to get an idea what Parcel kind of looked for in his players. Uh, he liked to see once this player get beat, what he's going to do the second time. You know, are you going to make changes? Are you going to adapt? Or are you going to sit back there? You're going to pout and let this guy do it to you again. You know, and 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 that's what I like. I'm the type of guy. If you beat me once, you know, I, I'll figure you out. You know, you know, I'm not going to get embarrassed a second time. You know, I understand what a cushion means. You know, my thing is, you know, belt like you know, don't get beat deep. But this guy, I mean, he loves to put you in those situations that he know you're not going to succeed at first, just to see how you're going to react. You know, in that situation where Belichick. <laughs> Belichick, uh, Belichick. I mean, I love Belichick. Belichick is my favorite coach that I've ever played for. Um, he and I have a great relationship on and off the field. Uh, I talk to Belichick time to time. Belichick is <laughs> he used the probably the F. He probably cussed more than any guy that I've ever. Been. I mean, I'm telling you, I. I I mean, I thought my name was fucking idiot for a long time. I mean, because that's what he called me all my rookie year. You know, fucking idiot. I mean, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? I mean, I'm like, I mean, that's what he would say all the time. I'm like, you know, because they put me in these situations. I'm a rookie, and here I'm starting on the number one defense in the league, you know, and I'm calling it, I'm, I'm the one calling the defense, you know, and, and I got a defensive coordinator, the best coach ever now, you know, Belichick, you know, and, and this guy cussing me out every play. I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? But once you, you're around him for a while. You understand that his love is his, his personality. Um, away from fo football, he's a very caring person. Like I say, he spent a lot of time with me. He didn't have to do that. Uh, obviously, he saw something uh, in me, or he saw that, hey, you know, this guy here, uh, if I don't put the time in, he's going to be awful. So maybe that's why he put the time in. But, I mean, he, 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 both great guys, two totally different personalities. Like I say, one loves that mental side of you. Where Belichick, he don't he don't care. I mean, he, he don't care about your mentality. I mean, he, you're a big boy. You shouldn't be here if you're not. You know, put your big boy pants on and let's play. You know, so uh, but I love both of the guys. You know, and like I said, I keep in contact more with with Parcells now, but I keep in contact with both the guys. That's awesome. I mean, that, and that's insight, right? Because you know, you you don't normally get to hear that. So so let's talk about that transition. And we talked about that transition before a little bit. So you're playing college football. You get drafted. What is the difference, you know, injury-wise and, and intensity speed between college football, high-level college football, and the NFL? Um, the biggest difference is the speed of the game. 
And college, you have a few superstars. You might have a wide receiver, two of the teams that we might play in our, our conference or have great wide receivers. Where in the NFL, they all great. I mean, every wide receiver you go against, you know, was the best in, in their conference or the best in their division. You know, they're the best in the world. Um, so you don't, you can't make that mistake against any wide receiver. You don't take any person for granted. Um, that fourth wide receiver on the team is better than any wide receiver that I probably ever played against at East Kentucky University. You know, um, the toughest thing though is going from an 11 game season to a 20 game season and trying to stay healthy. Uh, and, and people don't understand that, I don't think, unless you play, you know, a short season and then you've done something where you had to play a long season. Um, because now you got to prepare to, you know, you got to you got to take care of your body totally different. Um, and, and you wear out, you know, your, your body is, is tired. I mean, you know, we always made the playoffs at East Kentucky University, you know, so we played 14 game seasons. So luckily we played 14, but we never played 20 game seasons. And so my first year with the Giants, you know, we make it to the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I mean, physically, you're beat up, you know. But being around guys like Lawrence Taylor and Pepper Johnson and Leonard Marshall, they taught me the difference between playing with pain and playing when you're injured. It's a difference, you know. You can play with pain. And when you're injured, that's a little different. But with pain, you got to understand, you, you're going to have these aches and bruises uh, throughout the season. And it's the guys – that are more healthy when it comes to playoff time that are more successful. And one thing that we did a really good job of, we had a great strength coach and we had a, a great uh, trainer, our trainer, Ronnie Barnes. Ronnie Barnes, one of the best in the NFL, been there forever, still there, uh, was the president of the Trainers Association. Uh, and and, and I, spent a, I spent a lot of time with him just talking. I didn't want to spend a lot of time with him necessarily in the training room, you know, for rehab. Uh, but, you know, they teach you how to play and how to prepare. And that was the toughest thing to learn was, you know, how do I take care of myself and be able to get the treatment and stuff that I need to be able to play such a long season uh, to go from that 12, 13 game season to that 20 game season. And the Giants did a great job of it. Uh, the strength coach, heck of a strength coach, very similar to what I had at East Kentucky. We did powerlifting. Uh, he would go over to Russia every year. He always brag about, hey, you know, I went to Russia and I picked up these exercises. You know, his name is Johnny Parker. And we'll make fun of him because he's from Mississippi. So, he, you know, he always, you know, come in here. He sound kind of like, Mark, let me tell you, son. Hey, I got these great exercises for you today. Got, son, you're going to love it. You're going to love it, son. I'm telling you, we're going to do some bench pressing. You know that bank problem you had? We're going to work it out. I mean, I, I mean, great guy. And he just keeps it. And that's kind of the atmosphere period everybody was just just fun and upbeat you know and maybe because we're winning you know when you're winning everything's fun but uh but these guys they they, they, they prepare you for the nfl you know guy you got to be prepared for the long season here son you know this is what you got to do to take care of yourself uh i remember i used to sit down with the nutritionist because i had a habit eating junk food and my nutritionist found out that i like little debbie and I remember she came up to me. Who, who doesn't? I'm sorry. I have to jump in here. Who doesn't love Little Debbie's? <laughs> so glad you said that, right? Yeah. You're not human, right? <laughs> Gotta love Little Debbie. Gotta love Little Debbie. Gotta love Little Debbie. Oh, you don't like Little Debbie, dog? I love oh, him. That's oh, the problem. Goodness. I do love him. Oh, you do love him? Okay. I love him. And she, she would get on me all the time by these Little Debbie. My roommate turned me in. His name is Louis Tiller. Ran it back from, from Jackson State. He told on me. You know, he always eating his junk food, dog. He always, I mean, he always eating Little Debbie. And I remember telling nutritionists, I said, hey, did you have a problem with my performance? And, you know, she was like, well, just imagine how much better you can be, you know, if you wouldn't eat that Little Debbie all the time. So I remember I tried to get off Little Debbie. But, I mean, Little Debbie and I, we're still pretty good friends today. I mean, you know, for some reason, you know, I, I, I like my Little Debbie, you know. But I learned to eat better. I learned to, to train a lot harder. I, I understood physical therapy. Uh, and how it fit in with, with, with my program and, and, and my build, because everybody built a little differently. Uh, coming out of college, I, I wasn't injury prone. I never had a history uh, of injuries. But the second year in the NFL, uh, my third year in the NFL, I had back surgery, uh, major back surgery, missed uh, almost the entire third season. Um, you know, again, because it's such a long season, you know, just not something I was used to. 
and especially being injured right after going to the Super Bowl. Um, but with a great organization, great trainers, um, great strength strength staff, uh, I was able to work through that and still played five years after that. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about your first injury. So your first injury was in the NFL? My first major, yep. And, and, and so, so let's, how'd you hurt your back? What, what happened and kind of, cause we're going to get into your relationship with physical therapy here in a minute, but let's, let's start out a little bit about how you got injured, what happened and kind of the process. Um, it, it's my, my injury with my back started in the weight room, um, started with very lightweight, not taking it seriously. Uh, you know, usually when you have heavyweight, you're focused. And I was training this guy, his name is Rodney Hampton. University of Georgia he came from. And I was showing these guys how to do snatch pulls, you know. And, you know, I, I had awesome technique, by the way. You know, just throw that in there so you guys know. Awesome. I mean, awesome technique. You guys would be proud of me. Um, but I got in. I got relaxed. I was doing 135 pounds. I mean, and, I mean, I remember pulling it over my head and, you know, just joking around, not being serious. And I felt some pop. Um and that's when it started. You know, it started aching after that, aching after that. Uh, and I remember we're playing against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. And they had this, this fullback, Wolfley. And he's a great special team player. And he's a bruiser at fullback. And he came to the outside, taking on a block. I, I took him on. And when I hit him, something gave way. And that's when it became from a nagging injury. Um, uh, to, to, to have been serious. You know, I finished the season. Uh, we actually won the Super Bowl that year. Um, the next season I came back and I went to see Doc. They took me in to see a surgeon and he said, hey, man, you know, you have a couple herniated discs. And, you know, I'm like, well, do I need surgery? He felt like I did. I felt like I didn't. You know, you know I mean, I didn't go to pre-med uh, or, or medical school, but, you know, I did sleep at a Holiday Inn Select once. Um, <laughs> so, you know, nobody wants to miss any time. That's one thing as a, as, if you're a true athlete, you know, you want to be on the field or on the court or wherever. I mean, you want to play and I wanted to play. Uh, so I went back to training camp and, and it's funny. He told me, he said, Hey, you'll be back in less than seven days. I was back having back surgery. And this was uh, preseason. I missed 12 games. Wow. I came back and played the last four games of the season. And I really shouldn't have been playing, but, Back then, in order for you to – you need th three years to become vested. Three years and three games. It used to be three years and four games. And to get count as a season, you got to play four games. I played four games. So that's why I came back to play in those last four games because I wanted to get credit for that season just in case, you know, I, I couldn't play uh, much longer. I needed that, you know, for my retirement. Um, and I had surgery. I came back. And running Barnes and the guys, you know, they, 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 they worked on me, worked on me. And, and I had to change the way that I, that I, that I played, how I prepared, you know, I, I lost weight. Um, um, and I stayed in the weight room and, and I adopted a program um, through running Barnes and, and the training room um, to fit the injury that I had. And I came back and played three seasons with a giant and, and two seasons with the Patriots after that. You're muted, Dr. Rick. So leg pain, Myron, uh, just back pain, kind of tell us what your pain was and then kind of tell us about your rehab. You had the surgery and then kind of, kind of walk us through the rehab a little bit. But before you tell us that, was it mostly back pain, mostly leg pain, a combination? What was going on? A uh, combination of both. I was, was I was getting the burning down my uh, down my legs, burning sensation down my legs, uh, numbness in my in my feet. Um, uh, I went through traction first, um, trying to keep from from doing the surgery, trying to put some pressure off that off the disc. Uh, again, this lasted for for about a week. This traction stuff, and, and uh, it was the beginning of the season, so it was like you know how much time do I want to put with trying to see if I can get through this or just go ahead and have the surgery. Um, so once I had the surgery, I mean, I felt better immediately. I mean, I'm talking right away. Uh, 
but it was odd. Though. I remember I had my back surgery at the Hospital of Special Surgery in New York City. Dr. Camisa was my surgeon, one of the best in the country. And probably one of the worst days as a professional athlete, uh, having surgery and sitting in the hospital, turning the television on and seeing your teammates playing and you're sitting in the hospital. Uh, I'm talking to, I mean, I was depressed. I'm not going to lie. I was, I, I hated it, hated it. Um, and I had some complications after my surgery with the spinal tap. I was getting dizzy, you know, and I remember I woke up like the two days after surgery and I woke up and I was in the bathroom and I wasn't supposed to be out of bed. I mean, I just woke up in the bathroom. Uh, they gave me too much medication or something, they said. And I remember they panicking. Oh, what is he doing? Oh, what are you, you shouldn't be up. You shouldn't be up. You know, and I, because I couldn't walk. I went into the hospital running. And, you know, and after surgery, you know, I was so depressed. I, I couldn't walk because of this, 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 this spinal tap deal. You know, I would get so so dizzy. So I was in the hospital for two weeks Ooh. trying to stop that, that spinal mm. tap issue. It's the worst feeling. I don't know if people, if you've gone through that, it is the worst feeling. You know, I, I've had five back surgeries. I've had two spinal taps, same issue both times I had them. Very sick, I mean, headaches. I mean, feel like, you know, your head's gonna explode. Just, 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 just bad deal, you know? So I spent two weeks in the hospital just trying to deal with that, you know, uh, with the spinal tap issue. But once I got out, man, I remember coming into the locker room after my surgery <laughs> and my locker is next to Lawrence Taylor. Huh. And <laughs> And I remember I came in and I was sitting in the locker room. The guys came in from practice and I was sitting there, you know, I was happy to be back in the locker room. And I remember Lawrence Terry, Lawrence Taylor came over and was like, excuse me, who are you? You know, who's this? Because I had lost 30 pounds. I mean, I was so skinny, you know, I was like, God, what happened to me? You know, and he was like, who's this guy? Who's this little skinny guy sitting over here? You know, and uh, they were making fun of me because I had lost all this weight, you know, and I'm like, man, you know, I worked so hard, especially as a safety to gain all this muscle and you know, man, here I am, this little puny guy now. So for me, you know, re rehab was critical, you know, and making sure that I gained my weight back the right way. You know, I didn't just want to put 30 pounds back on and be slow. And I was already slow. You know, I ran a 4390, you know, combine. I'm thinking, man, I'm already slow. You know, if I gained 30 pounds, you know, I'd probably be running a 4-4 maybe. Gee, who knows, you know. I, I might be as slow as a, a, a Deion Sanders, you know, but uh, – Maybe I'll be fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, NFL trash talking right there. I don't know about that one. <laughs> now, but my rehab, you never guess what my rehab rehab was. My rehab, big part of my rehab was racquetball. Huh. Wow. That was major because uh, this is once we went through all, all the, 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 the flexibility stuff and getting all my flexibility back. Uh, and working on my, my strength, you know, the first movement on my feet was out on the racquetball court. And they felt like that simulated me being as a defensive back, you know, the back and forth. And believe it or not, I'm a decent racquetball player because of that. I mean, I, I fell in love with the sport after that because Giants have an indoor facility there at the stadium. You know, they have two racquetball courts. And that's what I did. I mean, I played racquetball every day, you know, for, for rehab. And man, I mean, and it actually helped my agility a lot more than it did, you know, prior to me having the surgery. You know, I feel like my quickness and stuff was actually better after the rehab and stuff, you know. And, and that's when I saw the importance of rehab, you know, not just being injured, but just in general, you know, to being healthy, you know. So, you know, and, you know, and I'm quite sure we're going to it because even today, like I tell you, I've had five back surgeries, I've had two neck surgeries, I've had, Five hand surgeries. I've had uh, knee surgery. I've had eye surgery. I've had uh, two stomach surgeries. Um, I'm quite sure there's a couple of surgeries I've missed. I think it's a total of 14 surgeries that I've had. So physical therapy is a huge part of my life. You know, I, I, I've been on pain pills. You name them, I've had them. And my thing is I was on pain pills so bad one time that I felt like I couldn't think you know, that I actually went to my medical doctor and I said, hey, man, they got to be a replacement for these pills. I mean, you know, I don't like the way I feel with these meds. And I said, you know, can't we do something different? And and that's when we said, hey, you know, we came up with this rehab. You know, I said, hey, can I just rehab this stuff and make it stronger and better? And that's what I do now. I mean, you know, I, I rehab. I, I don't do the pain medications 
you know, I mean, there's a place for them, but I, I rehab. Um, I've been diagnosed with, with Parkinson's. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's two years ago. Um, I go to rehab three days a week for Parkinson's and, 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 and physical uh, uh, strength. Um, and I, I mean, I love it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's almost, I call it my personal trainers. You know, I told my, you guys, my, my, my personal trainer, you know, except for the NFL pay y'all. Uh, you know, so, but it's great, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a great part of my life, uh, and, and I feel better. So, so, what, so what's the what? Give us a little update on what's the rehab for your Parkinson's. What do you what What do they have you doing, and and um, kind of how does it help you? I mean, it, this is so interesting because you know we're going from back injuries, knee injuries, which football <laughs> players now Parkinson's, which we are seeing actually a higher incidence, um, PTSD, which we'll get to, et cetera. But um, tell us about your Parkinson's rehab, because that that is usually very special. Okay. Well, actually, and, and my thing with Parkinson's is, you know, I, I think mine's football-related, but also my oldest brother died of Parkinson's. I mean, he was really bad. I mean, to falling, uh, he had holes in, inside his in the sheetrock in his house that, all of this stuff in his house. His was, um, it wasn't diagnosed till later. I mean, it was too late, you know. Uh, mine was diagnosed early on. But what I do is everything we do is they say everything we do, we do it big. You know, we, we take big steps, you know, everything's big movement. Um, well, we work on balance. Um, the issue I was having with, with Parkinson's um, that I found I had an issue was I, I, I was falling. You know, I, I thought I was just tripping. You know, I fell in my shower a couple of times, you know, um, and I, I, I fell outside, you know, uh, on the steps, you know, and I figured, you know, just, just getting a little uh, clumsy. And that's what I always call it. I tell my wife, I'm just, ah, just clumsy. Um, then we realized just it was a little bit more when they saw some, some trembling and, and, and I went and got tested. Um, but everything we do, we, 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 we do um, on, on balance training. Um, we do a lot of like one leg type type deals. Um, we do a, a, a lot of a, agility uh, movement, but large steps. You know, um, trying to make sure that I, I, I make the moves large. So therefore, even though my my mind's telling me that I've already moved, my feet haven't moved yet. You know, being, being that we're taking these large steps, um, then it accommodate uh, accommodate for that. Um, we. Um, we work on conditioning. Um, and for me, that's been the, the, the biggest asset. I, I love the conditioning part of it uh, because I was seeing a lot of fatigue and I always felt like when I got fatigued, it's when I found that I was tripping and falling more um, when I was fatigued. I felt like when I, I was in better shape that um, I wasn't, wasn't having those accidents as, as often. Um, and we work on reflexes. Uh, they have these these little lights that they use, and they're they, it's like four of them, and they can place them anywhere over the room, and they are placed in certain parts, uh, certain places, and it's just a re, just reflex drills, and it's usually trying to 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 make me concentrate. Um, and you know, I must say, when I first started this, uh, it wasn't fun. Because I don't, I felt like it, 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 it made me feel like I was losing at something. I felt so uncoordinated, and I didn't like. I'm not lie, I didn't like it, you know. I, and I told him, I said, man, you know, I don't know if I like this, you know. I mean, I find myself tripping and falling, you know, and uh, this is, I mean, it makes me feel worse, you know, instead of better, um, because I felt like I should be good at it. And that was the issue, you know, and, and that's the problem with being a, you know, an athlete. You always felt like you got to be great at everything. Um, and I learned to be patient and and use the, the drills and the therapy that they were giving to me instead of me looking at it as a team, you know, uh, as, you know, this is the Giants playing the Patriots. You know, it, it's a little different than that, Byron, you know. Uh, um, but it, it was tough starting. I must must admit it was tough. Um, but about six months into it, man, I felt I mean I felt really good because I started to see results. I, I, I felt that my balance was a lot better. Um, 
And uh, again, my focus was a lot better because I felt like I just couldn't keep, I mean, I couldn't focus on anything and seem like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's just mentally tough, you know, when, when you're used to trying to conquer and being able to conquer anything, you know, you, you put your, your mind to and you got something that's kind of hooking your butt. No, I mean, I mean, this is a whole new avenue too for, for Parkinson's rehab because people are trying to understand, you know, exactly where the breakdowns are. And you're hundred percent right. It's small motion. Uh, your thinking's different. You have trembling, you take small steps. And, and everything is real cautious. And then they teach, you know, it's called big. And then for your voice, it's called loud. And, and they're, they're big motion patterns. And these big motion patterns really work. And, again, you know, if you're an NFL football player, Major League Baseball player, and you're giving these little dumb exercises, you're like, well, this, this is stupid. But then, you know, all of a sudden it isn't so easy. Bouncing <laughs> on one foot, touching the ground, doing these exercises. You're like, man, this isn't so easy. And then all of a sudden you get better and better at it. And then your day-to-day activities get better. So, I mean, I, I applaud you. I mean, going through it and it'll continue to really help you, Myron. So stay with it. So, so besides the physical, you know, five back surgeries, which is more than anybody should have, tell us about the mental part of playing football, the head injuries, the concussions. Did you have any post-career uh, <laughs> challenges? Kind of give us all of that. I, you remember you asked for this, Doc. You asked well, for it. Hey, you I asked for it. I, I told you I was a Burger King franchisee straight out of NFL. Uh, when I had my back surgery, one thing that I realized is, you know, football could end any time now. So I started to focus. I always say the best thing to have to be probably was for me to have back surgery um, in, in NFL because I started focusing on after football. And I say, you know, what do I want to do? So that's how I got into it. To, to Burger King. So I was in the Burger King for a while. And, and, and while I was in Burger King, I, I started going through these stretches where I started getting some depression. And I was going through all this pain. I was having these aches all over. And it got to the point where I would spend weeks at a time in my bedroom, not even leave my bedroom, not even put on clothes, just in my pajamas. You know, uh, it got so bad till I uh, attempted suicide twice. Um, and I mean, I just, I mean, I'm beyond, I just wanted to die. I die, you know, I, I raced cars. I, I remember I was drag racing and I had no fear in the car. You know, I was like, you know, if I die, I die. You know? But I must say, I was a hell of a racing man. I, had, <laughs> I had no fear. So I, mean, I was driving like a wild man. I mean, I was awesome. I mean, yeah, you guys have to look it up. Go look up, you know, Myron Guyton and, and NASCAR or whatever. I'm the, I'm the first, it might be still the only, only African-American ever want to race at a lot of more speedway at any division. Um, and so, you know, I'm doing all these races. I'm going through depression and, you know, attempted suicide. It's to the point where I ended up being put in this mental facility, you know, because I didn't know what was going on, you know. And, uh, one of my friends flew from Colorado to sit and talk to me, and he convinced me just, just to to to, to to enter myself in this facility. But after doing that, I ended up hooking up with this doctor, Dr. Marison. He's a psychologist. And he contacted a hospital down in, in Jacksonville, Florida, called Brooks Rehab. Brooks Rehab, they do cognitive and physical therapy. And these guys felt I was so bad that they wouldn't accept me at first. But my doc convinced him, you know, hey, man, I think, you know, telling this guy, hey, he's a positive guy just because he's, you know, attempted suicide. I think that, you know, guys could help him out, you know. So anyway, they sent me down there. I was there five weeks and it saved my life. I mean, it, 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 it's, I mean, I was diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome. I had never heard of it, you know, um, and that's when I realized that I, I started, have, I, I had some cognitive issues, um, and I came back, and even coming back, it was still tough, even after going to rehab, but my family, Brooks Rehab, they, they get your family involved, because it, it, it takes some people around you 
when you when you have these, these cognitive issues, at least for me it did. And, and having the, the support and people that understand um, what you're going through. And my family, they they were there for me. I mean, my, my kids were unbelievable. I mean, because I was at the point, man, I couldn't remember people's names. I mean, I was I, I would get so depressed because I, I mean, I would talk to you, Doc, and be like, you know, who am I talking to? You know, I mean, it was like really, really bad, and, and it would bother me because you know my memory's bad, and I was already thinking, you know, here I am, this NFL player, uh, Dave Dorson had just committed suicide, you know, um, uh, uh, Andre Waters had committed suicide. For, I mean, these safeties was, was 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 going through it, you know. And here I am, a safety, and I'm thinking they played the same time that Dave, Dave and Thurston. I played together with the Giants, you know. Andre Waters. I mean, we played together, you know. Even though he was with that terrible team, the Eagles, but still, you know. I mean, nobody likes the Eagles. I mean, gee, who want to be an Eagles fan? But uh, <laughs> you don't like the Eagles, do you? Don't. No, I don't like you. No. Oh. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. Scott, you don't like the Eagles, do you? Nah, you know, <laughs> I grew up in uh, L.A. and I was a big Rams fan back then. And then they moved to St. Louis, which I just that's uh, I could I dropped. Oh, they did sell you guys short there. I know they just they did. You guys. Uh, and then they went out there and won in St. Louis. I mean, no, they won when they went to uh, yeah St. Louis. Yeah, no, St. Louis. The, the the show on turf or something like that. Oh, I they had a good off. team in St. Louis. They were dead to me. Right. Dead could've to me. Worse, though. Hey, could have been Philadelphia. Could have been worse, man. She's got the Eagles. Could have been Eagles. Could have been Eagles, man. <laughs> you know? But that's what it was. Now these guys was, was, was going through these, these, these issues, man. And you know, and and and, and, and you know, I went out to Brooks, but I had to go to Brooks. I went to Brooks three times for five weeks at a time, you know, uh, before I got it to the point where I felt comfortable enough, you know, that I could that I could, you know, deal with this stuff locally. And some of the stuff that we use at Brooks Rehab, we still use here. Um, here in Thomasville uh, with the physical therapy that I work with here in Thomasville. Um, and, and again, now you see why physical therapy is so important. I mean, our, our physical therapy has been, like I said, it's a huge part of my life. Um, I mean, saved my life, um, you know, so, so, so I, I, I'm always telling guys, you know, about the importance of, of, of physical and mental health um, because I went back to the Giants right after I got a rehab. I went back to the Giants uh, for Super Bowl reunion. And I was talking to some of my teammates, you know, I'm always sharing my story and telling them about, you know, what I went through. And guys were like, oh, not you, guy. I mean, you're the most positive. I mean, I mean, they were shocked. And I knew people would be, you know, because it, it, it probably was harder hiding, trying to hide that I had these issues. I mean, I, I was actually uh, uh, weight off my shoulders, you know, that I can actually just tell the story and just, you know, just let it out, you know, instead of trying to, you know, put on this, 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 this facade that, you know, everything's great when, <clears throat> you know, everything wasn't. But once I started sharing the story, I started hitting other players saying, man, really, you went through that? And you know what? I went through the same thing. I went through the same thing. And I'm like, man, you know, we got to start talking about this more. So I started talking to the Giants and the Giants started opening up programs. And now they do a lot more when it comes to the mental health side. I was talking to the NFL PA. Um, but it's amazing how many people that have gone through this, uh, this similar issues that I've gone through, but never shared it with anyone. I've never even gotten treatment. You know, they're trying to deal with it on their own. And for me, it was the first thing that I've ever had that I couldn't fix myself. I mean, I couldn't fix it. I just found myself getting deeper and deeper in that hole. I always call it a hole. I mean, and this hole was, I mean, I'm telling you, man, the more I, I would fight, the deeper down I would get. And, you know, um, and, and I thank God that, you know, Brooks Rehab uh, was there to, to help catch me and, and, and help treat me, to, to put me on the right road. Uh, and, no, you know, I, I think you're doing really everybody a big favor. And I think you said something really important. And that is the more you talk about it, the more you're out in the open. I mean, it's not it's not a weakness. I mean, you play NFL football, you play NHL hockey, you box. You, you just can't get hit in the head time and time again. I'm a sports guy in St. Louis. And I deal with this every single day. And and they don't have to be NFL football players. They could be college football players. They could be running backs. They could be D-backs. And, you know, it's just part of the deal. And we're just learning. We're just starting to figure this stuff out. So when you when you see the junior sayouts and, you know, all this go on, you say to yourself, we're doing something wrong. And, and 
one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, what do you tell somebody coming up through the ranks? But I see more and more kids after they play a year or two of college or a couple years in the NFL, uh, Andrew Luck being one of them, who was a quarterback for Indy, um, saying, you know what, uh, it's just not worth it. And so I applaud you. I think get, reaching out, because the people that aren't talking about it, there's two kinds of people, people talking about it and, and liars. And so, you know, the people that aren't talking about it, they still got it. They just don't want to talk about it. And that's not helping anybody. So the most, the more you talk about it and the more I can talk about it, the more we can help other people because this is a violent game. And, and this is, this is not for Rick Lehman or Scotty. It's a violent game. And, and these guys are unbelievable athletes. The game is so fast. It's so tough. And, you know, getting hit in the head day in and day out, it's, it's a tough sport. So the fact that you've overcome it, you know, you should be applauded for that. And I guess that would be my next question. You know, what do you tell somebody who's coming up through the ranks playing college football? You know, what, 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 what's your, how do you mentor them? I, I have a son. Um, he's 25 years old. And coming up, you know, he loved football, loved football. But he also loved soccer. And I remember he was seven years old. And in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, they start playing football at, at four years old. I'm talking to pets, and I'm like, these kids are crazy. I mean, these parents are crazy at four years. They can barely hold their helmet up, you know, and they're out there, you know, you know, tackling people. And there's always this one kid that's really good at it, and he's killing the rest of the kids, you know. I mean, because he understands, you know, how to play. And the rest of these seven, eight-year-olds, they don't understand it yet, so he's killing them, you know. And I remember my son asking, Dad, you know, I want to play football, and, you know, I didn't want my son to play football because of the injuries that I was going through, you know, the issues that I was having. But if he chose to play football, I was with him 100% because I know how much I love football. I mean, I love football. I didn't play football for the money. I played football because I like to knock people out. I mean, I do. I I love it. I love to, you know, I always tell people, you know, I say, where else can you go knock a person out and not go to jail? I mean, you know, I can hit this guy. I mean, I I used to tell guys, I want to hit him so hard, I want the head to come off. But I don't want to hurt him. You know, I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> I mean, which is fun. I mean, I'm, I was a headhunter. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I played violent. I was a, I mean, I, I was a violent hitter. I I when they said they put you, you put your head on the ball, and you know, I, that was me. I was a hitter. I mean, I remember the first big hit I made against the Rams, uh, Anderson on the sideline. He ran a goal, and believe me, I hit him so hard, I knocked him to the bench. I'm LT jumping up. And slapping that said, rookie, that's what we need on this team, rookie. That's what I'm talking about. We need a hitter. I mean, you know, I, 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 that's what I did. I mean, sorry that it was your, your Rams guy, you know. No, I'm not sorry. Uh, no, no I'm not again, sorry. we want to make sure I, that I'm this is clear. They, they weren't out at it was St. Louis, and I, I had, had no – they were dead to me. Even they changed the uniform and the – I said that's – Oh, they weren't St. Louis then. So was in, we played in L.A. Oh, never mind. Well, I, I don't like hearing that then. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, say okay, darn it. Talk about it, Myron. Hey, they had a running back named Del Pino. I don't know if you remember Robert Del Pino. Oh, yeah, yeah. The toughest I have people always say, Who's the toughest running back you ever played against? Robert Del Pino. He's on God. one of my football cards, and everybody else on my football cards, I'm tackling, putting them down. Del Pino, I'm holding him up. I'm like, he's, I'm trying to keep him from running me over. I mean, he was, the, I'm telling you, the toughest running back I ever played against. Every time we played him, he gave me trouble. You know, and again, I was a headhunter. Robert Del Pino, he was a handful for me. I mean, wow, he was tough. But, you know. Yeah, I'm pulling up his uh, card right now. He, 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 he's, full, he's all gristle. <laughs> you can tell he's just all gristle. <laughs> Holy <Good>. cow. <laughs> so I didn't want my son to play. You know, but I said, if he played, I'm going to be, you know, there and i got to coach because he's going to play. i got to make sure he's doing it right. I want to make sure he's tackling correctly. I want to make sure he's teaching him fundamentals correctly. And the coach came from Pop Warner. Said, hey, man, I want your son on my team. You know, guy, when you coach for me? And I was like, well, hey, if he plays, I'm going to coach. And I remember he was playing soccer, and the soccer coach came to me when he found out that my son was going to play football. And he was like, hey, you know, guy, just give me one more year with him. That's all I asked is one more year. And if you want to play football, you play football. And I asked my son, I said, you want to play football? You want to play soccer? He's like, well, I'll give soccer one more year. And he played one more year soccer and he fell in love with soccer. And he ended up being a soccer player. And he went down to St. Augustine, school in St. Augustine. 
And first year there had three concussions. Ooh. Uh, Three concussions, you know, and soccer always afraid of the headers. I mean, he's a defender, you know, and always doing headers. And I used to always tell him, hey, can't you guys wear head guard? And they're like, yeah, you can't wear head guard. No, you know, I, I mean, people sit with a head guard on their thing a week, you know. And I'm like, I don't care about that, you know. You know what I'm going through, you know. And I remember begging him to wear that head guard. He would never wear it, you know. And then he had concussion. He had to stop playing soccer. It got to the point where he started going through depression, you know, and this was from from those headers from, you know, so yeah. I tell people it, it doesn't have to be football. Right. You know, I mean, I race cars. It could be racing cars and banging and stuff. It could be, I mean, you could be walking down the street and fall and bump your head. I mean, so it could be through anything, you know. Um, would, I, would it change whether I played football today or not? I still would play football because I love football. Now, it would change the way that I played football. I'd probably be more of a Deion Sanders type. You know, we used to laugh at Deion. Because, you know, he made those shoestrings tackle. You know, everybody like, you know, deal with you. See, no, no look at him. He, he, yeah. he won't tackle anybody. Everybody, oh, look at Dion. But not Dion was a smart one. I mean, he knew back then. Like, you dumb as y'all stick your head in there. You know, I'm doing the shoestring tackle. Look at me dancing, you know, dancing to the bank, you know. <laughs> yeah, I should learn from Dion, you know. Yeah. You know. I would change the way that I played. But, yeah, I love the game of football. I mean, I love the strategy. I love, you know, the preparation. You know, I love being the smartest guy on the field. You know, I always I, talk, I always tell guys, you know, when I, I had back surgery, I remember we had this 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 young safety came in. The guy was a headhunter. I mean, he was a headhunter. The guy was fast. You know, he could jump out of the gym. The guy used to go to the basketball game, be dunking. And you know, the guy, man, you're not worried. This guy gonna take your job? You know, being that you're out for the year. I said he's not smart enough to take my job. You know, I'm a free safety. You know, Belichick don't like dummies. You know, you got to be a smart. I mean, it, it's not about who can hit, run, jump. You can't make – I had one missed tackle my second year in the NFL. One. One missed tackle. Oh, entire year. Oh. I don't miss tackle. I don't make mistakes. You know, those, that's what good players do. You know, I, I, ask Brad Kovic. Ask him. He played on our defense. Hey, ask him if we can make mistakes on our defense. Our coach didn't play that on our defense. <laughs> our coach in college was crazy. I mean, you know, that's how they, they, they taught us. They taught us that, you know, you guys you want you to be physical. You want you to be tough. But most of all, we want you guys to be smart. You know, look at what they're doing to you, what they're trying to do to you, you know. So, therefore, slow guys like me, you know, I can react faster because when I look back, that I saw they, they got three wide receivers, one back in the back. Oh, this is what they're trying to run. So, now I can cheat to that side. I already know they can only run three plays out of it. And then they go motion. Ah, boom. It's the play they're running. You know, and that's for a slow guy. The advantage that I had made me look fast. Guys said, Man, you all over the field. Well, really, I'm not. I'm cheating. I'm kind of, you know, uh, I'm reading the offense and, you know, I'm cheating to the side that I know that they get ready to throw the ball to. Um, but, but I loved it. I loved the game. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't, I would do the same thing if I had to do it all over again. I'd throw the ball again. Like I said, I'd probably be a little more Dion type, you know, but still, I, I love football. Love it. So, so tell us about. Tell us about Guyton Racing. I, I'm, I'm enthralled. What, what, what is the deal? Guyton Racing. Uh, well, let me tell you the beginning. Right. When, I was, when, I, when I was with the, the Giants, my agent represented 18 of the 28 coaches. His name was Robert Fraley. He died in the runaway plane with Payne Stewart. If you remember Payne Stewart. Yeah. Plane. Oh, yeah. All my, my whole staff, his whole staff died in the president. Him, the president. I mean, all my agents, all the guys in that plane. Um, but Robert was a very smart guy. I mean, and he's, he, he worked with Joe Gibbs. And I remember he called me up when I first signed with the, with the Patriots. And he's like, guys, man, we started this racing team, you know, Interstate Battery. You want to be a part of it? And I'm like, no, man, no black people in NASCAR. Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, I want to be with NASCAR. Ain't no black people in NASCAR. You know, so I didn't do it. Plus, I ain't happy money, you know, for the first time he came. Then he came back. When I signed my, my last deal, he was like, hey, man, we starting this the second team, um, Home Depot. Do you want to be a part of it? And again, man, I ain't no black people at NASCAR. But then I started hanging around Joe Gibbs after I retired. And Joe Gibbs got me to go out and buy this doggone Legends car. And the rest is history. I bought two. And I started racing a lot of motor speedway. And I fell in love with it. You know, I was already in love with drag racing with my brother, but I fell in love with circle track. And then I found out I was the only African-American in the sport period as an owner and as a driver. And I was like, what? 
So the president of Atlanta Motor Speedway was like, hey, guy, man, you know, we started this, this, this diversity team and, you know, we'd like to, to get you to be a part of it. So we started this diversity uh, committee and I just got heavily into it. And not so not just as a driver owner, but just promoting the sport as, as a whole. And, and, and I love racing, man. And, and then I started getting into drag racing. Well, Joe Gibbs started out drag racing before he got into NASCAR. And as a driver, and I started driving the cars, and I was good at it. I mean, I was, I mean, really good at it, you know, because uh, it's instinct. You know, I, I love, I love pressure stuff. You know, anything I do, you know, I have to put a little pressure. You know, I have to, we have to bet a little something. I don't care if we, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of nine kids. I bet you wear me out. Hanging out. Do I, do I have to ha- hang out with? Do I have to hang out with Myron? No, I don't want. I want yeah, to wear me out. We gotta hang out. Well, I'm on your doggone Facebook page. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, and it's there's probably- a picture of somebody in a cast. Uh oh. Who is that? Oh, that's probably not, not the gatekeeper. We call him the gatekeeper. He, he works for the organization. He, he helps out. He's in a cast. He's in a yeah. Hotel yeah. He broke, his, he, broke his, he broke his ankle. He was trying to catwalk a bike. He was trying to do a wheelie. With my little nephew, the ten-year-old, and, and you see what they put him. I tried to tell him not to do it. I didn't do it. I don't have a cast. Clearly, no. Somebody made a bad decision me. here. Bad dec- <laughs> he's a year older than me. What is he thinking? You see where I put him, don't you? <laughs> what a cast. He broke his. He, he broke it in three places. He, he his heel. He broke every bone. That the doc said you couldn't have done any worse. I, mean, I like the fact that he's in a hospital bed, still trying to wake up, and you guys took a snap, a shot of him. And he, oh, he's just he's telling man. me to go live. He's in the hey, man, let's go live. I'm like, man, you're in the hospital. No, 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 let's go live. He's about to have surgery. Let's go live. I'm like, you can't do this. Can I go live, Doc? I mean, oh, God, he was, uh, he, was on the, he was on the good meds. He was on the good meds. So, you know. He can tell. He was pretty close. Well, my type of guys, though, man, I'm very competitive, and, and racing is competitive. <laughs> You know, I, I fly planes. I used to own a plane. Um, NFL and all that made me sell all that stuff. <laughs> I guess, you know, with the Parkinson and all the other head trauma, they thought I might, you know, might be a liability. You know, I didn't think so. You know, I feel like you had to be crazy a little bit to fly a plane anyway, you know. But uh, but I love stuff where there's pressure, you know, because the, for me, the more pressure that's on me, the better I perform. I mean, I love the pressure. I mean, because, again, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't make mistakes. You know, and when you're flying, if you make a mistake, you know, that, that could be your booty. Good. You know, so I love those pressure situations. Uh, give it to me. So that's why I like racing. And I talked to Parcells. He, he raced horses. And I think it's it's, it's a competitive thing because Parcells and I was talking about that, about how he's like, man, you know, all the other old guys, you know, they, they're, they're, they're doing cruises and all of that stuff. I'm just not a cruise type guy. You know, I'm not a crew. I'm competitive, you know. You know, so he raced horses and he said behind the scenes, he's like, oh, man, behind the scenes, we do a lot of gambling. And I'm like, really? Uh, and I'm like, this sounds like drag racing, you know? And the same thing with Joe Gibbs and NASCAR. The guys do the same thing. We all hook, but just we like the competition. That's what it is. We love the competition. So It's a hell of a Camaro you got there, too. Uh, oh, three. I got two 69s and a 68. You ought to see this. My sons that went outside. Hey, I gave him a 69 for his 16th birthday. My old Camaro, hey. Love, love the Camaros, man. Love They're the Camaros. Yeah. All right. So, 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 what's next for Myron Guyton? I mean, this is this is this is the greatest story I've ever heard. What is next? Where well, you know what? We, we we doing this this racing thing, and my thing is helping kids. And I, I, I on the board at the Boys and Girls Club, and being on the board of the Boys and Girl, Girls Club, I see that there's a lot of there's a lot of need out there. Uh, for mentors. Um, the kids are just being left behind. I mean, you know, the parents are, are busy working. Um, and some of them just not there, period. And the kids are just wondering, you know, fending for themselves. And, and it's sad because, you know, I, I pick up one or two and take up drag racing. And they fall in love with it, you know. And it's just that they want the attention, you know, that somebody cares. You know, you're spending that time with them. You know, my 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 nephews and nieces are here for the summer. My sisters up the street, and six of them. And today, you know, I have I own dirt bikes, uh, ATVs, four wheelers. I mean, we live in the country. You know, we have 50 acres. 
and they they live in Columbus, Georgia, the city, and they love coming down here, you know, getting their feet dirty, you know, getting their hands dirty and just having, you know, Uncle Meyer and just a little tension here and a little tension there. And my thing is, man, I said, you know, we got to find something to keep these kids busy um, and productive because they have a desire. They just don't have anybody to motivate them or to do it with them because it's like racing. Racing is an expensive sport. And it's not a sport like football and basketball where you just go grab a ball and play. Racing, you got to rent a track. You got to have a race car. You got to have a race suit. You got to have uh, an emergency crew there. You got to have, this is just to go to, just to practice, not for the race, just to practice, you know. And, 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 you know, and so my thing is trying to make it so these guys can, to see that it's feasible, that, no, you can do that, you know, through the right situation. Um, because it's a hobby that I fell in love with through my brother many years ago. Um, and it's just an avenue that I try to use uh, just to reach some of the kids kids down here. And, and it's funny, I haven't just reached the kids. I'm reaching adults. You know, there's adults out there, man, that are still big kids. You know, that, 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 uh, okay, I am. I'm one of those adults that's still a big kid. You know, but uh, <laughs> my wife said, oh, hold up, baby. You're not supposed to see. She's in the background and being with me on that one. But, um, you know, but my wife, I have to get it. She, she's my wife is great. She, 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 she bags me on all this stuff. She supports me. Um, you know, she's a teacher and <laughs> believe it or not, you know, she was a trainer at East Kentucky university. Woo! That's awesome. The goal, uh, listen to that. You want to hear a great story was when I, I talked about when I had the back surgery, you know, trying to decide what I want to do when I retire. The deal was between my wife and I that, when we retire, I was going to work for her. She was going to become a physical therapist, and I was going to be her assistant. So, you know, I'm mad at her today because, you know, she let me down. She didn't become that physical. I was going to be working for her, getting over, you know, clocking in when I want to. I mean, I was going to have a gravy job. I mean, what happened? I mean, she got – oh, she can't do the math, she said. So, oh, 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 that's what – what math you got to do with physical therapy? Jesus. I need to ask you. So. Jesus. <laughs> Now, you, you couldn't do it. You couldn't she do it. volleyball now. Hey, she coaches volleyball, high school volleyball. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's my next next passion. Trying to get her to hire me as, as the uh, the ninth grade coach. She won't hire me as a ninth grade coach. I mean, that'll be great. Ex-football player coaching ninth grade girls in high school wins championship. Right. Teach them to jump. Teach them to be aggressive. Come on. Ah, now we're talking. See, so you're feeling me. Baby, you hear Come on, bring her in. Bring her in. No, I, 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 I can't support this thinking. Yeah, you, you like drag racing. Hey, I don't know if the recipe works out that know. way. I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your Camaros. I don't know. I think you're mad because I tried to knock Anderson out, dog. That's what it is. He's still mad because I tried to knock out his receiver back in the day. That's what it is. I mean, let it go, Scott. Oh, yeah, I am. I, I'm harboring. I'm harboring some <laughs> some, some thoughts. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man, this has been unbelievable. This, this oh, gosh. You, yeah, it's you, been great. We have to do this again. Oh, I'd love to, man. Love to. Uh, we got to talk cars. Oh, hey, nah, that's hey, we can talk all day. With anything. I told you, hey, I love to do it. You name it. I like it. Hey, shoot marbles. You and I can shoot marbles, Scott. I'm pretty good at it, man. I, I'm sure you are pretty good. You're pretty good at pretty much anything. And it's like, here he comes, man. He's going to be so doggone competitive. I just can't have a beer around him because he's going to want to. Oh, I can drink my me. beer faster. That's right. Pummel me into submission some way, shape, or form. <laughs> we got to drive those cars, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to. Hey, let me know you're going to be in the area. Oh, no, no. Hold on. Let me back up. I was going to say. I might be talking too much. No, uh-uh. We'll give you a heads up. Uh, let me back up. I don't know about the driving part. We're about to take you guys to a little test run first. Oh, wow. Because uh, these cars now, through the, eighth, through, through the eighth mile, they do about 170. Through the quarter mile, they do about 220. Through the quarter mile. I mean, they're, they're parachutes on the – I mean, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not slow. They're I mean, the real deal. Up, you know, they, they, they're, 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 they're pretty fast, you know. They're I mean, really you know, they're peeing to the, to the seat. You know, uh, I mean, you know, they you sit there, you'd be like, oh, what did I get into? Oh, believe me. It's too late now. <laughs> Myron, thanks. This uh, is great. I enjoyed this conversation immensely. 
Dr. Rick. I'm sorry, Scott. I should have, I should have brought you in more because I had a lot more stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, with beating up the Rams, I, you know, I tried to be nice, but I mean, no. I really didn't like the Rams. So they knocked us out the playoffs my first year, by the way. I mean, uh, they embarrassed us. They, they, it was the yeah. playoffs at home. They catch a, they, they, uh, we're going to, to overtime. Okay. Anderson catches the ball for a touchdown, runs through the tunnel, and never came back out. That's how we lose the playoff game. It was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened my rookie season. So after that, we hated the Rams. Hated them. They, they, tried, they embarrassed us at home. Giant Stadium. I mean, oh, it was – never forget it. Never forget it. They paid for Clearly, it. Clearly. You don't forget anything. No, 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 no. no. I, I was, uh, I was dazzled. Yeah. I mean, he's – he looks good. Well – yeah, well, are you still uh, 205 pounds, 6'1", 205 pounds? I can't hear that. Uh, are you uh, – uh, I know you're 6'1". You say about 200 and some pounds? Yeah, you said yeah. 205. 200 Stat something. car said that. He, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of little Debbies right there. He's huh? in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got some traps on him. Like It's like uh, goes right into his ear. Uh, <laughs> well, I did a little weight before I came on the show. Yeah, you know, little pre workout. Got a little yeah, pump going on. Got, got, arg- got a little citrulline, argelline in you. You just got the, you got the things pumped up. Hey, I'll be hurting a little later, though. I'll be sore a little later on. Yeah. All right. Hey, we got to run. Thank All you, right. Myra. Right. Thank you very much for Myra, being on in your corner. That was really man. good. Thank you very much. Don't don't right, drop yeah. off. Don't drop off when uh, we we close the show out. All right. Listeners, that's Myron. He's great. You can tell he's a good guy. All right, go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. Once again, you want to go out there, you're saying to yourself, Scott, I need to find a a core physical therapist uh, near me. Go out to corephysicaltherapy.com, treating everyone right. At Core, everyone is welcome. Everyone is respected, and everyone is supported to achieve success. Even Myron. (laughs) All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Guys are awesome.